Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Mysteries and the Macabre. Do you notice the candle I have over there? Yeah. That candle was given to me by uh, the witch that owns my favorite occult store located in East Hollywood. (laughs) I saw your tweet. It's a I know. And you were like, God damn it. I was dead fucking serious. (laughs) I was not going to fuck around. Okay. Doing this episode because it's a very haunted episode. Okay. And I just needed to light the... That is like a general protection candle that she made for me. But there's no stickers on it. There, no, <laughs> there's like <laughs> special herbs and like oil, essential oils in there. And now the cat's taking a protection shit. <laughs> and there's no scent in this candle. There's no, there's so, no scent in this candle. I'm not going to take away the if smell. If everyone can hear that, that's... What was that? It was a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost scratching on the door. Let me in. Let me in. This is a haunted episode. <laughs> we should have just not said that my cat was taking a dump right now. Right. It kind of took away the mystery. And it's still macabre, though. <laughs> it, this is a, Yeah, this is very macabre. Romy, do I have to pause? Why does she always do this when we're recording? I swear to God, she waits. No, it's it's fucking. She vicious. knows. It's such a savage move. It is such a. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm gonna wait for. Her. Oh, she didn't even shit. She was just being creepy. Romy. Okay. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about haunted dolls, mm. and both of these dolls have inspired very famous horror movies. And the first horror movie doll that we're going to be talking about inspired the movie Child's Play. I don't know about you, Desi, but that movie, I watched those movies on repeat as a kid. Yeah. I like those kind of movies. They're great. And the other thing I loved about Chucky the doll was that he was, he had some great one-liner dunks. No, I like horror movies with dunks. Yeah. I also like Leprechaun. (laughs) Like the Leprechaun yeah. movies? Yeah. Leprechaun in the Hood is such a good fucking movie. I fucking love that movie with Ice T's in it. Yeah. There's some fucking funny lines in that. It's, yeah, I love I love it. And like one of my favorite uh dunks in the original Child's Play, the first one, is like he definitely like calls the mom's friend a bitch right before he kills her. Yeah. But the way he says it, he's like, you fucking bitch. Yeah. And like, he also does something, I think it's in the second one, maybe it's the third one. I don't remember which one it was, but he, um, he goes batter up and right before he like knocks someone over the head with like a (laughs) golf club or something. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I mean, Freddy Krueger also, like he was a dunker. Yeah. He had some good one-liners. He had some good one-liners. So I love the Child's Play franchise. It definitely played a huge role in my childhood. That was like a horror movie franchise I was obsessed with and also really scared of. Like I would write like a Chucky fanfic. 
Yeah. I wrote Chucky <laughs> fan. <laughs> I don't even know what that reaction was. I, I kind of changed mid yeah. <laughs> mid groan. You realized it was gross at the end. I was like, Ugh. yeah, that was weird. Okay. <laughs> I had a lot of emotion. This is like a very like nerd thing about me that I would only share on uh, for our pain patrons. (laughs) And it's that when I was like eight years old, I wrote a Chucky fanfic. And basically it was like my, like I would write Chucky fanfic. It was like, I would write my own short stories about Chucky, the doll. I mean, yeah, I would love to read these. Yeah, uh, you know that what? would be a great patron bonus. Wait, <laughs> I still have a short story that I wrote in fifth grade. A horror short story Ooh. I wrote. I have it. It's in the closet there. Okay, it's called um, "The Case of the Mysterious Stone." Wow, <laughs> it <was> about- <laughs> it's actually better than the title, you guys. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not. It's like it sounds like like an Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> More than like a horror. Well, the stone like killed people. Okay. It was like a haunted necklace. Okay, cool. Yeah. But if you, okay, maybe that's a good Patreon. Yeah. Okay. You guys have to promise not to tell. (laughs) It's really embarrassing. They're going to record it and post it. And dunk on me. Yeah. I wrote it in fifth grade, you guys, Uh but I definitely still have that story I wrote. That sounds fun. Okay. So the doll that inspired the movie Child's Play is called Robert the Doll. Yes. Now, most of my sources were from Atlas Obscura, which is a great website. I love that website. I love that website. They have a lot of like interesting, uh, mysterious stories. Yeah, that's where I got that Japanese, when I saw that Japanese one was yeah, on Atlas Obscura. Yeah, they yeah talk it's really about, good. They, I love that site. So most of my, there was also a Pop Sugar article of all things, uh, that I got somebody on who was a writer for Pop Sugar went to go see Robert the Doll. So I got some quotes from her in this story. So I just wanted to give those sources up top. And uh, this story begins in 1890, which is where the affluent Otto family had um, lived in a Key West, Florida mansion. They, They moved in in 1890. And I really tried to look at some background on this family, but I really couldn't find much. Anytime I would look them up, it would be like Robert the doll. Yeah. It's just like, I couldn't find, and their name is so common too. Otto. Like that's their last name. Yeah. I feel like if that's happened to me before, it's really frustrating. I feel like there were a lot of German immigrants probably at that time who had that last name. So Minnie and Thomas Otto, they had a son named Robert Eugene, and he went by Gene. So we will be referring to him as Gene in this story. In 1900, that's when he was born. And in 1904, Gene's grandpa gave him a birthday present. It was a doll that he had purchased in Germany from the Steiff Company. Do you know Steiff? Yes, of course. Of course you do. I I have have Steiff. I had like a Steiff giraffe and like a Steiff teddy bear yeah, I have when a I was few. a kid. They I make, love them. They make like really nice stuffed very, animals. Very nice. Very expensive. Yeah. Now, this doll that the grandpa bought his grandson stood three feet high and he wore a white sailor suit with a little white sailor cap. The doll had little black eyes and a painted face. It carried with it a little stuffed dog. Now, according to Atlas Obscura, this doll was most likely originally part of a window display at the Steiff store and wasn't necessarily like for sale, but the grandpa bought it for him. Uh, 
they surmised that like they talked to somebody at the Stife company and it was it was like deduced that this doll was originally part of like a clown and jester display that they had. Okay. Cause the, I've never seen human stuff ever. Yeah. So they, they, they were like, yeah, this wasn't like a for sale. It was like a display. It was because dis- he was holding like a puppy. You said, right? Yes. Yeah. And that this doll originally, cause when you look at pictures of the doll now, it's a very alarming looking, right? It's like a bare faced, but this doll originally had like a jester painted face on oh, okay. like kind of clown like, cool. Now, the sailor suit is speculated to have actually been an outfit owned by little Gene Otto. Aww. So they dressed him in one of his own outfits. Now, Gene named the doll Robert after his own first name, and they were inseparable. Robert went wherever Gene did. I mean, this is the original My Buddy, Aww. which obviously <laughs> was also like that My Buddy was also um, Child's Play was inspired by that, yeah, too. totally. Um which must, I mean, I do think that's hilarious. That That's like if they made like a Furby horror movie in the late 90s. Yeah. Like, they could have. <laughs> you know, did you ever had a kid, kid sister? Uh, no, I thought that was lame as hell. I wanted a kid sister. <laughs> I remember the song so distinctly. I love the song. Because it was like the same song as my buddy, but they just put in kid sister. Yeah. Kid sister. <laughs> kid sister. I just even remember as a child being like, oh, come on. <laughs> Because they couldn't come up with original lyrics? Well, just because it's like, oh, we have to have a girl one, two. Right. I I don't know. There was just something that even as a child, I was like, this is such a marketing scheme. (laughs) Well, you were a lot more savvy than I was. Right. I really wanted a kid sister doll because I thought there was something special about it. You know what I did want was a Teddy Ruxpin. Oh. You never got one? I don't think so. I didn't. I, I don't know. I can't remember. I didn't have one, but I, I think someone I knew had one when I was older, and then they were a kid, and I was like playing with it. Right? Did you ever do that when you were older? Like you had someone had a toy you always wanted, and you're like, "Can I play with it?" <laughs> My best friend Lauren had this doll that had a microphone attached to it with like a long cord, so you could make the doll talk. Like Ooh, you would speak into the microphone. Damn. That see, that would be like right up my alley. Okay, just listen to this story. <laughs> So one day Lauren and I were playing and we had no idea that her brother had placed the doll in the corner of a room and then taken the microphone out like outside of the room. Oh my God. And so he was, all of a sudden we just hear from the corner of the room, motherfucking bitch shit, (laughs) asshole, dick, cock. And it's her brother like speaking because the voice was modulated to speak through the doll. So anyone who was speaking would sound, Yeah. yeah. We thought Jesus. it was funny. It's yeah. like, you think you're trying to dunk on us? Like, we right. We think that's funny. Yeah. But it, nice yeah. try. Nice try. But yeah, Teddy Ruxpin, he would say shit. Like, you put in a cassette. He had a cassette so you could put anything in. Right. Yeah. Oh, you could put, like, music in? I think so. Yeah, because it was just a cassette player. Right. But then he had his own little cassette. He had his own cassettes, uh, but then you could <laughs> just do anything. <laughs> but Teddy he would Ruxpin. be like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one of my earliest fantasies was that the snuggle bear was real. Oh, from the fabric software. Yeah. And then they came out with something you could buy. And I was like, I invented this. <laughs> I'm often outraged by things I think I invented. That, I have a few things. That bear was really adorable. When I saw that commercial, I was like, that is the cutest the teddy, cutest bear, teddy ever. bear I it's, fucking want that snuggle bear. It's so cute. I still uh, anyway. want a snuggle. Okay. So, sorry. So... 
like I said before, this doll really is like this guy invented my buddy. Okay, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, okay, this doll is like the same Wherever size. He as him. goes, he goes, and they were inseparable. <laughs> yeah, and they ha- dressed alike. That's too. crazy. So he invented my buddy. I'm just saying that. Now, whenever Gene would get in trouble, he would blame it on Robert. He'd be like, Robert did it. <laughs> Which nice. I don't, I think that's a fairly common with like an imaginary friend, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's uncommon. According to one legend, the Otto family maid cursed the doll after she was fired. Ooh. Now, Gene grew up to be an artist, and he lived in a very large home called the Artist House in Key West. He took Robert with him. He kept the doll next to the upstairs window so he could be seen from the street. There were reports of children being scared of the doll whenever they'd walk by the house, which I don't blame them because it is That's a frightening looking doll. Why would you do that? I swear to God, like there's no other reason to put the doll in the window other than to scare children. Right. Some kids said that they would see the doll disappear and then reappear, which could have just been the what's his name or whatever. Or could have just been taking the yeah. doll down to play. To play. <laughs> Gene was still inseparable from Robert. He reportedly sat next to the doll with him as he painted. Apparently, Gene's wife, Annette, did not like Robert the doll. I mean, I gotta say, it's getting weird. (laughs) You spend more time with Robert than you do with me. With with Robert again? (laughs) Can you I like to think of her petty behavior. Right. Maybe she was removing Robert. Right. Well... Robert didn't like her either. Ooh. Gene Otto died in 1974, and his wife, Annette, left their home in Key- and Key West. She also left Robert behind in the attic. <laughs> she didn't even, like, donate him or anything. She's like, I'm fucking leaving that That's doll so hot. in the attic. I love it. The doll was discovered later by the new owner of the home, a woman named Myrtle Reuter. People who visited the home swore that they could sometimes hear footsteps or giggling coming from the attic. Myrtle claims that Robert's facial expression would change if anyone talked shit about Gene Otto. Ooh. And that the doll could move around the house on its own. Who was talking shit about Gene Otto? (laughs) The last owner. Right. It's not like he did anything bad or anything. Or that people were still talking about him. Like... Like he was just this artist guy, like living That's in the so house. Hilarious. Right. But who like, did this fucking painting? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like shit. <laughs> uh, in 1994, she donated Robert the doll to the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, where he resides to this day. But Robert is reportedly still haunting people. The doll is a very popular attraction at the museum, and he has a strict no photography policy. <laughs> He does? <laughs> yes. If you take a picture of him without asking, he'll curse you. Now, a lot of people on Reddit were saying, yeah, that's just a cutesy way of the museum saying no photography. Right, no flash photography or you'll get fucking cursed. <laughs> I mean, it would work. Where do you look it up? I have to look up Robert. Okay, right look up. we're taking a break Keep. to look up. No, we're taking a break to look up Robert. I'll, I'll cut this out. I mean, he looks like a shrunken head doll. Like, you know how you see those shrunken heads they used to sell as souvenirs and they kind of just like like a coconut? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're not real. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Now, the museum's curator, Corey 
Convierto says that Robert receives between one to three letters a day from former visitors who are apologizing for having upset the doll. Many past visitors have reported that they've had their own cursed experiences after meeting with him. Now, this is from the Pop Sugar article I referenced. This this woman who wrote the article, her name is Murphy Maroney. She posted a screenshot of the email that she she, she didn't even it was it's an email. She emailed Robert the doll after she visited him at the museum and this is what her email said. Headline: Sorry Robert exclamation point. Hey Robert, I hope you're doing well. Just wanted to apologize if we upset you on Friday night. If so, I'm really sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm really really sorry. We have had one of the worst Bouts of bad luck ever since we met you. On Saturday, our flights got delayed and they lost our luggage. <laughs> First of all, that's not that uncommon for the death. That was after I saw Robert. <laughs> <laughs> it was Spirit Airlines. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, the, the airline still has no idea where it is. I'm not sure if I came off as insincere when I saw you, but I thought you were the coolest doll ever, and I told everybody so. I hope you're staying cool in the summer heat. Please forgive me. Murphy Maroney. Imagine writing that letter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't even imagine how stupid I would feel <laughs> writing this letter. Well, I love- Like, in that tone, too, like, hey, Robert, like, right. what's up? I love like, that she also said, hope you're staying cool. Stay cool this summer. Right. Stay out of the heat. Stay cool, Robert. It's so stupid. Love you, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, babe. Okay. uh, Also, her boyfriend also wrote a letter to Robert because they were there together. So they both wrote letters. That's got to be a low point for a guy in a relationship. That's up there with like engagement photos when your your fiance or girlfriend asks you to write a letter to a doll. (laughs) So you stop being cursed. (laughs) Can you just imagine this poor guy? He's like, honey, it happens all the time at airports. (laughs) He has to write this letter. Can you imagine? It's not like they were narrowly had like a piano almost fall on them. Right. It was like a very common bad luck situation. I can't even imagine. And I do want to know what airline they flew because I bet I could tell you. It was a discount airline. That's very common. It was called Value Jet. Ever heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now this is from a Reddit board and... The Reddit poster writes, I photographed him last time I went to Key West. One from close up and one from far down the hall. The next day I lost my license from my wallet somehow. The day I got home from the trip, I got the worst ear infection ever. The creepiest part is when I got the photos back, the far away one turned out turned out, but the close up one was completely white. The only picture in the entire roll to turn white. Edit, I should mention my aunt, uncle, and cousins have stayed in the house he is from and told me stories of strange things that happen. Edit two, my wife is going to look for the photos and send me a picture of them while I'm at work. Now, someone responded to this and said, I'm a little skeptical to believe a story told by a guy with the username Edgar Allan Pone. Um, I would have believed everything you said right now, but not with that username. <laughs> I was fucking in tears. <laughs> Edgar Allan Pone. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I can't look at it. <laughs> you see it. Oh, That's this so guy's stupid. Reddit name is Edgar Allan Pone. I like, I like, though, that 
like as if anyone on Reddit has a cool username. Right. <laughs> like uh, they're all kind of like either chew thought out or like this guy responding is literally named Scumbag Reddit. <laughs> Uh, I'd take your criticism more seriously if you weren't called scumbag Reddit. <laughs> I also think if we're being total skeptics about Edgar Allan Poe's Robert the Doll haunting story, if we're going to play the skeptic angle, uh, I think he lost his license and his wallet because he was partying in Key West and got drunk and lost them. Right. And I think the picture didn't turn out because he had his fucking thumb over the... I mean, his bad luck doesn't seem like he would be lying. It just seems not that bad like right it seems unusual. like it could happen yeah so i don't find him unbelievable i just don't think that it's why he thinks it happened i was very scared when i mean like i was just like on edge in general this past week so like i was just like having a moment like because i was reading all this stuff like oh my god what if i get haunted just for talking about robert on this podcast but i'm sure you have to like go there in person yes rachel that's the rule <laughs> Don't worry. I don't know you if, have to actually go there. I honestly don't have time right now in my life to lose my driver's license. <laughs> like, first of all, my picture on my driver's license is the best picture that's ever been taken of me. Right. So if anything randomly bad luck happens to you, you, you can blame Robert. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, Robert. I love you, Robert. I would never say anything bad about you or Robert, Gene you're Otto. such a handsome doll. Okay. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. We're going to talk about the second doll today, and that is Annabelle. Oh. Have you seen the movie Annabelle? No, but I am very familiar with this story. Okay. Look, I never watched the movie Annabelle, but I remember that fucking trailer very vividly. Yeah. And I saw that trailer in the theaters. What was it, like 2012 or something? Why did you not see this movie? I'll tell you why. Because uh, <laughs> I fucking can't stand that doll's face from the movie okay. i just did not want to look at it i don't like a movie with a lot of jump scares this seemed like a big jump scare movie right i just was like and that's not even what annabelle looks like in real life not even she's close. a raggedy Ann. not even a little close yeah but that doll is frightening the movie annabelle doll is frightening looking and i just remember like seeing that trailer and being like that's not for me right that's not the horror movie for me yeah so I never saw it, but I know all about Annabelle, mm -hmm. the movie. It's a very popular, it's part of the whole Conjuring universe. Right. The, uh, what are they called? The Warrens. The Warrens, We're going right. to talk about the Warrens. Okay. Okay. Now my sources for this was straight from the Warrens' own website. If you don't know, Ed and Lorraine Warren, they were a, they're like the most famous supernatural. Paranormal. Paranormal yeah. investigators in America. I've seen some of their movies. Like the movies based on their the life, The Conjuring right? and stuff. Yeah. Didn't they do another one? They've done... They're, well, they didn't do... I mean, they're movies basis, about them. Yeah. yeah I've seen a bunch. There's like several. Yeah. But they're a real couple and they're paranormal experts and they were like local celebrities in Connecticut where they're from for, right. for like half a century, basically. 
Now, in 1970, a mother purchased a Raggedy Ann doll for her 28-year-old daughter, Donna. Excuse me? Wait, what? (laughs) Did you say 28-year-old? She's also a nursing student. Why? Oh, my God. I don't know. And I tried to find more details about Donna, but I could not. Donna was a nursing student who lived in Hartford, Connecticut with her roommate, another new nursing student named Angie. Now, Donna and Angie... <laughs> what, these are, when they weren't going to discotheques. These are the most <laughs> 70s names ever. Donna and Angie. <laughs> they sound way cooler than someone who would have a doll, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Donna and Angie can fuck. <laughs> Oh, totally. Totally. Dude, I want to hang out with Donna and Angie. Donna and Angie is definitely the names of like the trashiest but most fun girls at my high school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Donna and Angie began noticing creepy things about this doll. Sometimes it would move and change its position. Like, for example, sometimes one leg would be crossed over the other leg when they would come back into the room. Hmm. And then they began noticing that the doll would appear in different rooms than it was in last. But the creepy doll didn't stop there. A month after being in possession of it, the doll began writing messages to the women. They found pieces of paper with help me and help Lou written on them. To add to the eeriness, the messages were written on parchment paper. But Donna and Angie did not own any parchment paper. I believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Where was this paper coming from, Desi? I have no idea. Where was the parchment paper coming from? Now, they had no idea how it ended up in their apartment. After coming home one day to find that the doll had moved to her bedroom, Donna saw something else was going on with it. It was bleeding. She saw blood leaking from its hands and chests. 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 (laughs) Chests. Uh, so she's like, oh my God, that's really scary. Obviously that yeah. if you saw, if you saw Raggedy Ann That was Andal. a great imitation of Donna. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Donna was like, Angie, and there she put your platform shoes down. <laughs> Put your Gloria Vanderbilt jeans on. Come into my bedroom. I just, the doll had its period. Do you have any maxi pads? Do you have any of those big Kotex? <laughs> no, Donna, I only have an OB. Ew. Did they make OBs in the 70s? I feel like that had to come out in the 70s. What's in seventies more than like just stick your finger up there? <laughs> did you know push that, it up? Did you know that was the first brand of tampons I ever used? Really? Yeah, I was hardcore. That's like I always remember that commercial was like invented by a woman. I was like, because you get to finger yourself on the way yeah. up. It's like a gynecologist made these. Like, yeah, right. Okay, okay. Now uh, Angie was freaked out by the blood, and Donna and Angie contacted a medium to find out what was going on with this doll. They held a seance where they discovered that their apartment was being haunted by the spirit of a seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins. 
Annabelle died on the site of the apartment many years ago. Annabelle told the girls that she liked them, and so Donna and Angie allowed her spirit to inhabit the body of the Raggedy Ann doll. Big mistake. Yeah. They were like, yeah, you can stay. Aw, like, seriously. (laughs) But this was a big mistake. Donna and Angie's friend Lou never liked the doll. He urged the girls to get rid of the doll, but Donna felt sorry for it and didn't want to get rid of the doll because her mom gave it to her. Right, when she was 28. <laughs> <laughs> One day, Lou took a nap. I don't know why. I, it didn't wasn't clear if Lou lived at this apartment or not, but like he was taking a nap. I'm at already irritated with Lou. Because <laughs> I'm like... Why is Lou coming over to take a nap? That's so irritating to me. You just know Lou has these big mutton chops. And he's just like on the sofa and like his tidy whities so gross. Go away, Lou. And his like brown collared terry cloth shirt. Like you, you walk in and he's like, <laughs> like, it's like, you're not even supposed to be here, Lou. Okay. So maybe I'm thinking of every step dad I've ever had. That's possible. Maybe I'm projecting. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Lou. Did you eat all my cereal again, Lou? You sound more and more like a guy your mom fucked. (laughs) Okay. Now, Lou never liked the doll. He urged girls to get rid of the doll, but Donna said no. So Lou, yeah, he's taking the nap. And one, uh, he's taking the nap, and all of a sudden he wakes up from this nap completely shaken with fear from a nightmare. That's when he looks down and he saw the doll at his feet. (laughs) (laughs) The doll began to climb up his legs (laughs) and onto his chest and then choked Lou. (laughs) The doll strangled Lou. To death? (laughs) No. Okay. But he's choking. He blacks out. Okay. And then he wakes up and he's like, well, that definitely was real. That wasn't a nightmare. And they're like, who ate all these mushrooms? (laughs) Who ate all the mushrooms? Blue. Blue. (laughs) Okay. Another day, Lou heard a commotion coming from Donna's room. Why is he there? (laughs) I feel like Annabelle has a point here, quite honestly. She's only doing some light bleeding with the girls. (laughs) another day lou heard a commotion coming from donna's room it sounded like an intruder the girls had wondered before if someone had broken in and was the one who was responsible for the notes that they had seen left behind lou opened the door and saw that no one was inside except for the doll who was lying on the floor in the corner of the room but that's when lou felt the pain searing across his chest and stomach (laughs) I I just have zero sympathy for him. (laughs) I don't know why. I fucking hate him. (laughs) He looked down and saw blood appear on his shirt. He had been slashed four times on his chest and three times on his stomach, completely out of the blue. I just picture it all in his hair, his hairy chest. (laughs) You know it was. The slashes on his chest would disappear completely within the next two days. So it was like magical slashes, you know, but it hurt. Yeah. By this point, Donna and Angie decided it was time to call in a priest named Father Hagen. Father Hagen told the girls that this wasn't something 
he was like equipped in performing or taking care of this exorcism. So he talked to Father Cook, who decided it was time to call in the experts, the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Not the Ghostbusters. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? (laughs) They called Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay. Which I'm also impressed that Donna and Angie were like, let's get um, a medium in here. Okay, let's get a priest. Like, I don't know how, like, I would just be like, get this doll out of here. Like, I I wouldn't know to call all these people. Right. They seem pretty, like, savvy about paranormal. I mean, it was 1970. People were very, like, more woo-woo. <clears throat> definitely. Than they were in like the early 60s, yeah. whatever. Well, if they were in Connecticut, they probably had heard of the Warrens too, right? Yeah, they were yeah. like local celebrities. Yeah. Well, the Warrens were the ones who heard about the case, so they contacted because they heard about it from Father, like Father Cook contacted yeah. the Warrens. Now, the Warrens concluded that the doll was being controlled by a demon. An inhuman presence had attached itself to this doll. And much like Chucky, this spirit did not want to stay attached to this doll forever. The spirit was ultimately seeking a human host. Mm. According to the Warrens' website, the spirit of Annabelle used the moving doll as a means to get the attention of Donna and Angie. When their interest was piqued, they called in the medium to speak directly to the spirit. And then they, they were convinced by the spirit to let the doll stay, stay and inhabit the doll. Uh, and take up residence in this apartment by way of this raggedy and doll. A big error on their part, like I said before. Now, the Warren said that had they waited another two to three weeks to call, the spirit would have successfully entered a human host or even killed someone in that apartment. Father Cook performed an exorcism in the apartment, and when that was done, the Warrens took the doll with them. On the drive back home, the Warrens placed the doll in the backseat of their car. Ed Warren was careful as he drove, narrowly avoiding a car crash as the car swerved the whole drive home. Ed splashed the whole splashed holy water on the doll as he was driving. Well, maybe that's why he was swerving. <laughs> he did say he was like digging in his bag in yeah. the back seat for this holy water. He's like, I'm swerving. He's like splashing it and swerving. So Lorraine's like, Ed. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the road. Let me splash it's the like water. It's like a big wooden station yeah. wagon. Yeah. <laughs> wood paneled station right. wagon just, just swerving. swerving. It's like avocado and right. wood. <laughs> <laughs> Lose it this episode. While back at their home, Ed witnessed the doll levitating. Then the doll began to appear throughout different rooms of the house, just as it had done at Donna and Angie's. Now, Father Jason Bradford, a Catholic priest and exorcist, visited the Warrens' house one day. Ed Warren begged him not to touch the doll, but Father Bradford did not listen. He picked up the doll and scolded it. He said, you're just a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anyone. And then he threw the doll onto a chair. Then he shouted, that's one thing you better not say. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the thing is. I couldn't figure that out. Did she say something to him? I have no Did idea. Did she say your mother sucks cocks yeah. in hell? <laughs> your mother sucks cocks in hell. Don't you dare bring my mother into this. <laughs> she was a beautiful woman <laughs> who definitely did not suck cocks. <laughs> and if she did, she's sucking them in heaven. Yes. Okay. Now, on the drive home, Father Jason Bradford's brakes went out and he drove straight into a tractor trailer. 
He lived, but his car was destroyed. Father Bradford later told the Warrens, quote, the last thing I remember before... I don't know if this is a quote. I think I just quoted it, actually. (laughs) That isn't a real quote, okay? (laughs) Father Bradford later told the Warrens that the last thing he remembered before the accident is looking in the rearview mirror and seeing the doll looking at me. Ooh. Yeah, that's creepy, right? That's really creepy. Today, the Annabelle doll resides at the Warrens Occult Museum in Connecticut. It is kept in a glass case with a sign that says, Warning, positively do not open. There's a story about a young man and his girlfriend who came to visit the museum. This young man arrived on his motorcycle, and when he saw the doll, he scoffed at it and starts making fun of the doll and talking shit to it. And he's like, yeah. ooh, you're just a doll. Yeah. Like, I mean, this sounds like out of an 80s movie. Yeah. He's like just kind of like... Right before he dies. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Now, this was a big mistake. He should not have made fun of that doll. He even started like knocking and rattling the glass case that the doll was in. So the young man and the girlfriend, they left the museum, they got back on the bike, and on the way home, he slammed into a tree, killing him. The girlfriend lived, but she was hospitalized with serious injuries. The girlfriend later said that they were laughing about a doll on the bike right when they lost control and hit the tree. She's like, I don't think so. Yeah. The Warren's son, son-in-law, Tony Spera, is the curator of the Warren's Occult Museum. Now, Tony says that he's had offers from people wanting to buy the doll. Someone has even offered him up to $2 million, but he refuses. And I watched a YouTube video of this guy, and he's, like, dead serious about this doll. He's like, I will not sell this doll. That would be so irresponsible. He said it would be, quote, irresponsible and reckless to I sell go the to doll. I to this museum. I don't. Have fun. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to meet Annabelle. I cool. I don't want to upset her. I respect her very much. I'm just going to say that I believe in ghosts and spirits way too much to. But have fun. I want to hear all about it. But it's a museum. The doll is there, Desi. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm. I will disrespect her. No. No. Because if you have bad luck, then I'll have bad luck because okay. of our podcast. Okay. And then we can't do the show anymore. Okay. I don't want you to slam into a trap. I'm not trailer. going to Connecticut. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> so that's the two haunted doll stories. That's so spooky. I just love uh, Donna, Angie, and Lou. Like yeah. that's my Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> it's like Three's Company. Yeah, I want that show. Right. I love them. I I was like dying to find out more information. I went I went on the newspaper. Did you see service. pictures of them? No. Oh, I want to see pictures of them. I was fucking dying to yeah. see pictures. And like there is a great picture though of Lorraine Warren carrying this doll out of their house. Um that I found on Reddit that I'll I have to post. Because yeah. it's a great photo. Oh, I've seen that. Because I was just looking up Annabelle recently and I saw that photo. Yeah. How old are they now? They must be really Lorraine old. Lorraine is like 90 years old. Yeah. Ed's, Ed died in 2006. Oh, right, right. But Lorraine is still kicking. Still around. And like she always, like whenever there's like a new like Warren Universe movie that comes out, right. she does like the press circuit, I feel like. Because I've seen like. It, no, I've seen them. I've seen her too. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I mean, I would love to do one day like a deep dive on the Warrens. Right. You know? And their movies. Yeah. It yeah. could be a movie versus reality, but just like the Warrens in general. No, it's crazy. Because they have a really wild story, I think. And I just think they're fascinating because they're the people who are like devout believers in the Warrens. And then there are the people who are like, they're frauds. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know enough about them either way. Well, to- sometimes I feel like... 
it's something in between. Yeah. They are true believers, but what they're talking about is not real. Right. But they're not lying or trying to earn money off of it. They, they really, really believe, believe in it. it. So yeah. I feel like that is probably the case here. Cause I don't think you can, I don't think you could do it that long. <laughs> it seems exhausting yeah. to be like a con artist for like nine. She's 90. Like why would she still be doing it? Right. I don't know. I think they. I think they're true believers. I would love to read a book on them, like in their whole story. Yeah, so no, it's fascinating. We'll do that for a main episode at some point. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Sounds that's good. a good one to do. But yeah, that's that's the haunted doll story. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Happy Bye. Halloween. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 